Okay, welcome back. It is episode two of Vanderpump Rules season seven, and more importantly, episode two of Vanderpod hey. with Catherine and Will, the podcast that is meta commentary on reality <laughs> TV, relationships, micro celebrity, public coupledom. And really, podcasts in general. Wow, public coupledom. Is that about Vanderpump? It's about, yeah, it's sometimes speaking about Vanderpump. Thank God. I'm thinking um, about Vanderpump. Uh, also, it's the only Vanderpump Rules podcast that we acknowledge. So if, if you're going to listen to a podcast about Vanderpump Rules, this is the one for you. It is the only, only podcast that does all this meta commentary on all the things that Vanderpump Rules are about. And, you know, as we discussed before, Vanderpump Rules, basically the only important thing happening in American culture, the only important thing worth talking about. Politics is over. Uh, don't care about sports. This is it. This is my this is my uh, my Christmas, my New Year's, my Super Bowl all wrapped into one. This is this. This, this is yeah. th- this is it. This is us. That's this, this is happening. It's all I think, happening. I think you mean. Oh, shit. <laughs> whatever it's all the same it doesn't matter i'm not getting it tattooed on me just yet i'll be sure to um check in with the source material before i do that well maybe when we go to la in a couple of weeks we can get matching tattoos Ooh. both get an arm it's all happening tattoo i'll get it's all and then you can get <laughs> <laughs> happening very convenient as happening is many more characters than it's all no but i'm gonna get them in big big block letters mm, on your arm mm-hmm and then we like put our arms together and it'll just be like Wow, that is that would be really something. So it is episode two of both Vanderpump Rules and Vanderpod. It's sort of interesting how they, they line up like that. It's incredible. It's, ma- it's magic. It takes a lot of planning on our part, honestly. So this is episode two. The name of the episode is Hope and Pride. Pride, because this is another fantastic pride episode and pride week and pride party oh and it's hope Sir. like the girl yeah. i just i just put that together now well yeah. it's hope because it embodies that which we all dream of and aspire to we all hope our boyfriends won't cheat on us that's <laughs> the, that's the great hope <laughs> the great hope among women everywhere yep yep um so let's get into it where we were last week sort of a cliffhanger jacks Proposing to Brittany at the very restaurant <laughs> that Vin Diesel and Paul Walker had a mandate. Yeah, in. that's that's confirmed. The original uh, Fast thanks, and Furious. Thanks to everyone who DM'd me uh, to confirm that. Feel free to DM me all you want. You know, really just slip right in there. It's all it's all <laughs> happening. It's all happening. So uh, this episode picks up right after the engagement. Mm-hmm. They're, they're drinking Coronas. They're arriving in the limo back at uh, Jackson Brittany's apartment. Jackson Brittany are. That yeah. Is. They have left the uh, Neptune's frying, frying deep fryer. Frying box. The Neptune uh, <laughs> shrimp uh, and clam shack. F- yeah, fried basket. Um, and they're headed back to uh, Jackson Brittany's apartment via limousine. Mm-hmm. But little Very do they, classy. Little do they know. A surprise engagement party is well, in the world. Well, Jax knows. Jax little knows. Brittany, little does Brittany know that the day that she'd been dreaming of, oh. that magical moment will be even made even more magical. Well, she gets to celebrate with everyone she loves. And as we said. Including in, Lisa, in special this, celebrity guest. In the exact same location and almost a year to the date after 
this time last season, they all had a party there where everyone listens to the voicemail of um, Jack's fucking Faith or Faith talking about smashing Jack. Both of them talking shit. Again, not clear because they never played that. Release the tapes, please. Uh, release the tapes. Robert Mueller, if you're listening to this show, <laughs> please subpoena, subpoena, subpoena Jax. <laughs> subpoena <laughs> Um, and in a little, I recognize that because it's a, like a little shown. This is how deep I am into this. It's a little shown uh, corner of Jackson Brittany's apartment. They don't often show the balcony and uh, the area adjacent the balcony. So it stood on my mind. That's that's what you noticed. Also, there weren't any trains in this episode. So, well, I would have noticed that. That is what I noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get to see uh, Stasi here. In her in her sort of natural setting and sort of uh, really career that she's settling into as as an event planner, you know she, she was she was working in a personal capacity, of course. But yes, she's, but she is. I mean, this know. is she's very good at it. She is. She's very good at it. I mean, she is good at um, sort of scheduling things, making plans with large groups of disparate people, just getting like them to you. Come together. You love doing that. <laughs> uh, if you're planning an event in Brooklyn, just reach out to Will. You know, he definitely doesn't get stressed about uh, details or things like that. So, th- but they did manage to pull it off. Brittany did manage, you know, was surprised. Always mm-hmm. the most important thing. My favorite part of that scene was that, and this this is will recur throughout this episode, is that clearly their production budget is significantly higher because they have a number of, like, interesting shots and little, like, asides. Uh, and this, the conceit in this one is, like, uh, it it freezes right as Jax and Brittany are like about to open their door, and then they kick it to Stasi, who's uh, then detailing about like, you know, this all looks like it was thrown together, but uh, it was really hard work, and I had to do a lot of psyops, uh, including I had to make sure everyone was liking their engagement photo so they wouldn't get wise to us waiting at their apartment. Basically, like yeah, when when Jax puts the key in the door and starts to turn it. Like the whole party and Stasi goes into bullet time, like like the film The Matrix, starring Neo. I've never heard of that. Is that good? Yeah, I mean, it offers us the ultimate question of our times: Do you take the blue pill or the red pill? Uh, I take the pink pill because uh, Vanderpump Lisa was wearing a great pink outfit in this episode. Yes, but we did see Lisa at the engagement party, you know, slumming it in a, you know, rather, you know, for her, by her standards, shabby par- yeah, uh, Hollywood condo. Stassi uh, recounts her making a, a comment about the popcorn ceiling, which unfortunately they didn't pan up to show, so I can't confirm that. But she also shades Britney's massive fucking ring about like, oh, knowing Jax, uh, I would get that checked out to make it sing- make sure it's real, basically. That's a cubic zirconium. Yeah, which I, l- I love Shady Lisa. Yeah, I love I love her, she her could, saucy. She could do absolutely no wrong. I love her saucy zingers, uh, especially directed at Jax. But now's the time, you know, if you're, if you're playing along with the podcast and the show, take a shot because it's the first appearance of Peter. This Zelig, oh. the, the Peter, the Zelig figure to the entire <laughs> Vanderpump Rules wow, that's world. Re- you're really selling his role in this <laughs> whole thing. Um, yeah, by uh, comparing I, him to that Woody Allen character. I always feel vaguely bad when I see Peter because well, he's such a non-character to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's a 
pretty major character to me because he seems like a, you know a decent, competent guy, which is probably why he's not a more of a major figure on I the show. I think you just identify with uh, his age, you know, because he's clearly the oldest one uh, who works at Sir, <laughs> and you are also, you know, kind of gaining in years. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we got him. Yeah. Uh, no, take a shot because we see Peter for the first time, and what I will say about Peter is. He uh, is back to looking like his old self. I like Peter in sort of pirate mode for a certain time there last season. Or like all of last season, he, he was, was looking like, quite clean cut. Well, he was clean shaven and had like a short haircut. Well, because he was in a happy relationship. Uh, glad to see that didn't work out. So we get our man back. Yeah, he didn't get to be, uh, you know, father to someone, else, uh, you know, to uh, a, a girlfriend's child. Again, like that's probably a story we'll never hear, but I'm sure there's a sad story there because he seemed really into being daddy. Well, now he's back to being like a pirate and looking cool. Well, and also a dad to uh, all of the young staffers who work at Sir. Um. So yeah, uh, we didn't get any uh, voicemail played at this party, but you know, Peter's looking good. Jackson, Brittany. Oh, you know very what happy. else? What else we got was. Uh, Jax and Brittany are on the infamous balcony and he's recounting uh, this drama with his mother. She says they haven't spoken in six months in part because, or in large part because his mother never conveyed to him and his sister that he was in the hospital or his health was in a really dire place, which is like, man, the the drama in this season is really uh, real. I find it hard to believe a figure like Jax would have, you know, issues with uh, the, the a, mat- a maternal figure in his life. Well, I mean, she, they said that they were very, he said that they were very close before. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why you're implying he has a problem with women. He loves Brittany very much. He loves all women. Oh, that's, yeah, we'll get to that. That's, that's the problem. Um, yeah, so yeah, uh, some sort of Jax family drama. Uh, the next, the next scene, uh, we get, to, we cut, we cut to, uh, DJ James Kennedy throwing it down. Sick beats. Sir. Ma- massive uh, sick beats. Mm, mm, and mm. what I really liked about that scene is I love, I love when they can show you, where they give you a glimpse at just how talented James Kennedy is at pushing beat buttons. Because you are blown away. He's just, he's mm, just. Mm, uh, mm. What are what are those things called? The beat the, buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just pushing his beat buttons quite slowly. Beep boop boop boop, and the crowd is going wild. Dude, it's the hottest. It's the hottest party in Hollywood. Yeah. Yep. Um, All I wrote down from that scene, I don't even remember exactly what he was saying, but I just wrote James is such a dick, and I stand by that. Uh, and again, that'll be a theme that only intensifies as our episode wears on. Yeah, we're, we'll get there to the crescendo that this episode works to, which I got to say, boy. for the second episode in this season. It brought the drama, it, it brought man. The, yeah, it brought the heat and it was focused entirely around DJ James Kennedy. So we'll get there. Uh, so Kristen oh has my God. launched a plan oh. to take down James. This is her big She's project. She's like an assassin. She just has her, her beam trained on. She's Dude. got no-scoping She's, yeah. James. <laughs> She's about to no-scope this goofy. She actually seems like a killer. Like, the way she talks about this. Like, if you've got Stasi freaked out about, like, the way you're talking about revenge, you know you've really uh, crossed another bridge because this is the woman who has had, like, a murder-themed birthday party and also is always saying all these weird metaphors about like oh haha i would like crucify you and drag your body through the public square <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah, she is like a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, uh, Mr. James Kennedy, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> and now you're about to be canceled. Now you're, uh, yeah. This is like, this is portrait of like canceled man walking. That's what we see from James in this episode. That's a, that's it's a, just like, yeah. He's canceled and he doesn't even know it. And wow. it's just, he's just getting to that point of being canceled. Uh, Kristen said, um, I think to Lala at one point, she said, James treats people like disposable humans. And I was like, uh, Kristen. <laughs> this will blow your mind. Kristen, is that James or capitalism? Ayo. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, if you really want to blow their minds, uh, think about this. Yeah, all humans are disposable. Disposable in a very literal way. <laughs> fascist Catherine Krieger <laughs> also oh, like, you know canceled. at the end of your life you know what you can just what <laughs> be, once you become uh, unuseful to society you can just be sort of you know put to sleep created and thrown I mean, that, that would be humane but that's not what we're here oh, that, oh that would be humane <laughs> is what you're saying well if you elected to again that's not this, is, this isn't what we're uh, no, here, no, no, here no, to no, talk okay. about you, today you made your views very very clear very apparent that you like james kennedy thinks that humanity <gasps> is disposable oh not oh not all of humanity oh just you know certain groups of humanity that's also deeply I'm, <laughs> i want to be on the record saying that's deeply not what i'm saying uh well i'll let you i'll let you get out of this hole i'll uh, uh see more of this content on my twitter feed <laughs> fired fired for truth <laughs> trad pod Tra- vander trad vander trad rules that should exist that vander should trad be... rules that's that's our new spinoff that'd be fun um one last thing uh at the party at the engagement party jackson Brittany were like Bye everybody. We gotta go upstairs. We gotta we gotta consummate oh this. Oh my god! And then we just saw a cutaway shot to uh, Ariana just making like the mm, the, like the, the <laughs> it was such face. a like first gross, grader like yeah. oh mommy and daddy are like kissing like ew icky. She was making the yeah. And I was like, uh, well, I mean, it's like not that weird. I don't know. It's like a little weird, but like don't don't be the par- person making it weirder. Which I'm sorry with Ariana and sex. That's. Again, Kinda this is a theme w- carrying over from last season. We will continue to document it for you. <laughs> Ariana's fundamental uh, weirdness and revulsion towards human sexuality and uh, bodies of any kind. Well, and marriage, but that's a marriage that's as well. An adjacent that's, issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this brings us to the first commercial slash royalty free music break, <laughs> and I'm going to go into it now. This is this is like Will's corner. He loves <laughs> listening to the lyrics, the nonsensical lyrics of these little musical asides. Uh, royalty free music break number one. So here we are. We got this far. Ooh. Now we're <laughs> queen of the hill. Uh, something like that. Wait, we just got, we got so far. We're all queens of we the hill. We all being stars. We're taking pills. <laughs> We're queen <laughs> of the hills. It's allergy season. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, eventually, I I did. I was browsing last week at royalty free like house and techno music. He was browsing, folks. And I eventually am. We are going to have Vanderpump Rules style royalty free house and DJ James Kennedy style yeah, royalty free music. Ruin, don't ruin the surprise. Well, this Keep is just the a, people wanting more. Well, though. I'm just saying, like, well, I'm, this is what they have to look forward to when I figure out how to <laughs> edit audio a little bit better than I do now. Mm-hmm. This is a little behind behind the scenes. This I am very, editing. This is very DIY. I know? am editing this podcast myself. This no is the producer, first time I've ever done it. No cap. Um, no cap arena. Not censored, yeah. folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, and then of course we get to Pride Week. Day. 
Pride Day. Well, it's a week, but like it's like it's actually like a month in New York. But uh, f- for some reason, they they well, seem to have it narrowed down to just a day. Well, New York uh, cares about gay people more than uh, <laughs> Holly weirdos. Hey, if you, you want to be the first to say it, uh, that's fine. Uh, no, but you know, of course, fans of Vanderpump will know that the Pride episodes are always spectacular. Well, and it's always a huge plot point. Like, there's always something very dramatic that mm-hmm. happens. Each, I believe, every single season has a Pride episode. Oh, for sure. Where they all dress up like absolute prats um, and prance around to get really drunk and hijinks follow. All, all ostensibly they, they in the name <laughs> of, uh, you know, supporting, yeah. <laughs> being good allies to LGBTQ people. They, they dress up like total sluts, <laughs> uh, get drunk, You're and like, to say just that. appropriate uh, queer culture. And with they're do essentially... Ma- making a sort of gay minstrel show while <laughs> stim- stim- continuing to be entirely heteronormative and just be like, keep saying things like Pride Week is just all about love. Yeah, it's it's, it's neo, it's deeply neoliberal yeah. Pride Week, but so is regular Pride. So <laughs> uh, at least we didn't see any flyers that it was like sponsored by Exxon, but I'm sure I'm sure they had fucking floats in this yeah. West Hollywood Pride Day parade. Uh, Raytheon presents. Yeah, being gay. Uh, Raytheon, Ra- Raytheon, if you're listening, uh, looking for we sponsors. We can do some live reads for <laughs> you. For sure. You do a hell of a pride uh, Raytheon live read. So yeah, it's uh, the gayest day of the year at Sir for sure. Well, it's hard. It's hard to say. And b- before that, uh, we got Tom and Ariana go over to some James costume. Kennedy. Oh, sorry. Go, you know, yeah, Tom and Ariana go to James Kennedy and Raquel's house cohabitation yeah uh james is no longer living with that utter weirdo <laughs> which is actually one of my favorite <laughs> favorite totally like, <laughs> unfleshed out plot line and, like they showed like in the reunion they showed some of the clips that like never made to air of like james like literally just had like a bed sh- like a shower curtain <laughs> separating his floor well, he mattress was, he was sleeping in the living room. living room and this guy was and like in his 50s, if he was a day. Oh, yeah. Wearing, like, gold he was, chains. He was not young. And, and then, of course, James, I'm sure, was just, like, fucking behind a sheet <laughs> in the living room, you know? And then, uh, you know, like, there, there would just be, like, a scene of him um, coming up and just being, like, James is at the beat table, just, like, <laughs> nodding his head, he's, making some He's beans. in his beats lab. And then, like, this, the old man he lives with is, like, hey, James, what's up? Like, what are you doing later? You want to hang out? And he's, like, oh. no, sorry, mate, I can't. I'm just, you know, I'm really into the beat zone Looking right now. Looking up my beats. Uh yeah, and then uh they have a, a dinner party where they eat like they all share like little bowls of tiny salad. I was very <laughs> disturbed. I was just like like screaming at Will like this is what it's like, you know, they have to share each couple was like sharing a very small bowl of pasta. Um in this episode it was about the pasta, folks, am I right? Uh but no, there was there was an entree, so my fears were for not. And of course, uh James puts Tom and Ariana on the spot about like, mate, when you go to pop the question, you know, and then like you could see it once he again. Can't Ariana's, help it. She looks Ariana's so face, uncomfortable. Just, like, her like just like eyes just sink into her skull and all the color goes out of her face and yeah. she looks like she just she looks like she just watched someone like die in front of her. Yeah, she I mean she clearly has very she real has that thousand yard stare. Real fears about uh marriage and so James, the dick he is, had to like put the screws on her. Screws to her. I don't we'll work it out in post. <laughs> um and then uh then we cut to uh Stasi and Kristen. I just need to say, uh they showed some uh shots, like static shots of uh James and Raquel's apartment. 
And Will wasn't nearly as moved by this as I was. I made him rewind it to... It kind of looked like they didn't have a bed frame, but I think they have, like, a low one. But what really struck me is, like, all their stuff was just kind of piled against the wall, like clothes and, of course, not books, but, you know, all kinds of other stuff. So, like, let's get a GoFundMe going, you know, like, get James and Raquel some furniture. They need a dresser, maybe, like, a little uh, end table, you know. Treat yourself. So... Moving on again, everyone is conspiring against James, and like they're out picking. Kristen co- is Kristen. the is the one holding the biggest pitchfork yeah, or, exactly. or torch. Uh, she's having drinks with Stasi, and they're like, "Oh, we're getting so much more mature. We don't have to like go out to drink. We can just drink in our house." Yeah. So they've still drinks, Kristen <laughs> and Stasi. They've drinks yep. as well. Continue uh, to have the rest of the crew is out picking out their '80s themed uh, costumes for Pride at Sir, and they're all talking shit about. Um, whether or not Brittany and Jax are going to last. That's true. Once uh, Jax's sadness about his dad wears off, which uh, my first reaction was, wow, you guys all suck a lot. And my second reaction was, "Eh, yeah, I I could see that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Jax is a a man, uh, you know, he goes, he's a free spirit. He goes where the wind takes him. Well, I, he, he's clearly been very affected by his father's death in myriad ways. I'm betting on change jacks. Grief dissipates. I'm betting on change jacks because as Lala said, I know what it's like to have a dad die and you don't come back from that. Yeah, you you definitely. Well, he doesn't come back from that, especially. Uh, one note I have here is we get fleshed out a little bit more of uh, James and Lala's falling out at Coachella. Which you know happened, you know, off screen, off season. Unfortunately, and I would have loved to see Lala and her man at Coachella. So James uh, was very insulting to Lala's man, to her man, and he said he was like, you know, roasting him. And then he just goes, "Oh, oi, come on, mate! Like we're all friends here. We've all been inside. We know each other inside and out. Like you know, just Get being like, like yeah, sex. I fucked your girlfriend." And what I gotta say is, you know, Randall, if if this is the case, and. G.J. James Kennedy said that to you in front of your girl. Kill him. If you're a real Marky Mark Posse, <laughs> original Posse member. You blind him. Definitely blind him. <laughs> definitely stomp him out and probably blind him as well. <laughs> well, and it would be so easy. I feel like James would just crack like a twig. Yeah. He's, he's pretty, seems pretty frail. And, uh, you know, Randall's got some mass to him, so he can make it look like an accident. And oh, I just fell. Though turbulence, I just fell on you in the private jet. And then we also got uh, Lala doing her George W. Bush impression of uh, bad, badly butchering uh, the, the aphorism, fool me once, shame on you, fool me uh, twice, shame on me. I th- I thought she, she just said, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on you, fool th- me three times, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I like, I like it better. It, it, was, it was very she's good. Got, she's, got her, she's got her own way. But even though I could see this, uh, their, their theory about uh, maybe – Jax will snap out of it and commence being an asshole again. Um, I stand, change Jax and Brittany. I think love, their love will last forever. And when they get a divorce, if they get a divorce, when they get a divorce, I'll be one of those people tweeting, uh, love is dead now. Now I don't believe in love anymore. So that's where I'm at on supporting their relationship. Uh, I believe, uh, I think Lala or Kristen says, or someone says to James, like, and, you know, his habitual cheating on Raquel, which we'll get to, is uh, they say... Alleged. Is alleged. alleged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want... Habitual. Yeah, these are allegations, folks. They're unsubstantiated. 
uh, one of them says um, he feels he feels entitled to every girl in the world, and I'm like, he is talented though. Right. I mean, he's the white Kanye. He so. is very talented, so it's it's hard. To be that talented and not feel entitled to every girl you see. Right. I'm not going to say, I'm also not going to be the one to say he's not entitled to every girl in the world. So. And, you know, again, Kristen with all like she, she's, we learn her plan is she's going to bring this girl hope to Sir to confront James and Raquel at the same time. This girl Hope, who James apparently had sex with at Coachella, and also while Raquel also for like they were together for like years on the sly, but most recently at Coachella, like he's been dogging out Raquel nonstop, and like even so far as to have sex with this girl Hope at Coachella while Raquel was literally in a nut, like the next room. She was asleep. She was asleep. So, you know. Are you saying that's okay then if, if the other person, the other party is asleep? Well, at least she couldn't hear it. That would have been worse. <laughs> I'm just saying. But morally, could, though. I'm just saying it could always be worse. Sure. It could always be worse, and um, it'll get there Ugh. by the end of this episode. Ugh. Which takes us to royalty free music break number two. <laughs> In my dream, baby, we're gonna make it. In my <laughs> dreams, baby, we're gonna make Are it. Are you just gonna perform yeah. all of these? Yeah, no, you better get used to this. Cause I'm doing this for every. This is episode. amazing because it's you sound exactly like these uh, these auto tuned female voices. In my high dream, baby, we're gonna make it. I love I love a good high <laughs> dream. I'm always making it in my high dreams. So coming to the next segment, we have Jax pulling up to Villa Rosa. In a bomb ass car, fucking a, like an old classic, bright cherry red muscle car. Yeah, that apparently was his dad's car, who he inherited from his father. And he said, "My dad is the best guy I've ever known." And we bonded over things like muscle cars and hockey. Just to <laughs> throw that in there, like I'm, yeah, hockey. By is the way, still into still hockey, still a big thing in my um, life. Yeah, <laughs> lover of sports, uh, hockey, and um. Of course, the the motive here is that Jax is, you know, prostrating himself in front of, as a supplicant in hat, front of hat in hand. Queen Lisa to beg for his job back. Begging Lisa for his bartending <laughs> job back because he's like, uh, yeah, I spent like 70 grand on Britney's ring and, uh, you know, my dad gave me a decent amount of money, you know, when he passed away, but... Uh, uh, it's wearing thin now, which yeah, get this get this guy a financial planner, man. And uh, Jax's argument for uh, being brought back into the fold oh. is technically I never got in trouble in Sir, and then it's just like roll the tape. That is what I'm always <laughs> I was always wanting them to do in se- seasons past was like someone would just tell an all-out lie, and I'd be like, just take it to the tape. I know you have the tape. And they actually did it in this moment, which I loved. And uh, Jax actually says the line, I hate to use my father's death. But. But. Yeah, and, and like, then he uses his father's death. Buddy, if you got a, if you got a, if you got a dead dad, you're going to use it. <laughs> I mean, don't leave any tool in your tool belt, particularly when uh, the straights are this dire. And he's, yeah. And he's basically like, Lisa, Lisa, look in your heart. Look in your heart, Lisa. Lisa. Oh, I love you so much, Lisa. (laughs) Lisa, look in your heart. 
I can't be unemployed out here like an animal, like a dumb animal. Bartending is all I know. And he's like, my only family is at Sir. And my f- he also goes on about my, my family is smaller now. He really is just milking that for all it's worth. And uh, well, you know what? Lisa? He milked it and the cow gave up the milk. Not sure that's... Wait, how I should... No, no. Not, not, not sure that's how it works. <laughs> um, also, would not call Lisa a cow. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you're looking for a sound bite here, Will says Lisa is a cow to be milked. I do not. Uh, do not co-sign. Well, uh, no, she's she's not totally bowled over by him, which I appreciate. You know, she is... Uh, she's a savvy lady who's been around the fucking block with Jax just mistreating her uh, and disrespecting her business again and again so she offers him just this deeply provisional like no strings attached like oh you can bartend at the garden bar like some back bar at sir for pride and like again don't think this is going anywhere and Jax is like okay I get it like I'm on probation so like I can get my job back she's like no no just one shift Um, of course you know uh, Lisa's charitable nature of course must be weighed against, you know, her being a producer on the show and just being like, well, you know, everyone wants to see Jack, so what am I going to do, not give what him his we, job what back? What would we do without Jack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what would the show do? I don't know. It, I think it would just fall apart. He's the center of gravity. Um, okay, what, one last uh, other bit. Like, I think it's cutting back and forth. It's cutting back to the, the dinner party with DJ James Kennedy and Tom and Ariana and Raquel. Right. There's one other note I had where... Uh, like Tom says, Sandoval says some line about like, man, I I got the engagement ring four months ago, and like, look, Ariana looks horrified again, and then it like cuts to his like solo interviews, and he's like, no, I don't have the engagement <laughs> ring, I didn't buy the engagement ring, but if I did, it would be the chillest, <laughs> pimpest, most amazing jewelers and gemologists, like a team of scientists from around the world, would design this engagement ring, and it would be the most chill pimp thing <laughs> ever. And, and Ariana would just, still say no. And, but we both said, like, can you imagine what he would come up with if you gave him unlimited resources We've to seen make? just a peak of his cocktail <laughs> list. Like, this this ring would be frothing dry ice. <laughs> it would be the wackest shit. <laughs> it would be, it'd be so, so dumb. It would be so trash. I really hope this, this show continues on. And I also hope Ariana's heart softens to the idea of marriage just so I can see this god-awful ring. So that takes us about like, you know, halfway point. We're about to go into like the real, the main, the main attraction. Pride. Pride. Danger zone. But before we get there, third royalty free music break. (laughs) This one goes, all I want is good vibes kicking it in sunshine. We should really have some auto tune. Good vibes. Good vibes. I love good vibes. Honestly, (laughs) like. I love to have good vibes. I'm always chasing good vibes. No bad bad vibes around me. Now, we we said, of course, uh, that, you know, the Pride episodes are always bangers. This one does uh, take me back to my favorite Pride episode. Like I said, there's always drama. Sometimes there's real-world drama to deal with. Oh. I'm referring, of course, to the Pulse nightclub shooting, which happened like a day before uh, the Big Sur Pride party at Season one point. Season six. Yeah. And my favorite oh, favorite man. part of that episode was when half of uh, Lisa's weight stuff, including Katie and Sheena, I think, were just like, you know what? I'm too afraid to go into work today. <laughs> oh, that was really that was that was like a a, they used a low the, light of the season. They honestly. used the, uh, the the terrorism excuse to get out of uh, working the biggest party of the year for Lisa. Well, they're such big allies that they uh, they can't work. And you know what Lisa did? 
She fucking worked. She was the grand marshal of the pride parade. Well, and again, Queen Lisa made a critical point, which was like, I'm not going to be cowed by terrorists. Exactly. Don't let the terrorists win. Um, and people like Katie were, you know, I'm not going to judge this decision too harshly, but I would show up for my fucking shift. So just, just behind closed doors, like petting each other's hands. And yeah. It was this whole thing. But you know what? Jax and Sandoval, they showed up to work. They did. They're brave. They're allies. They won the Ally Olympics, um, you know, second and third by a long shot to Lisa. Well, uh, this Pride episode would not feature an atrocity quite on the level of the Pulse nightclub shooting. Close, though. But we're getting Pretty there. Pretty close. We're getting there. <laughs> and I'm speaking, of course, about um, Sheena's comments about uh, how much she loves the 80s. No, oh, my uh, God. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so no, this that's is really worse. Good. This is really good. So uh, I mentioned before, it's, it's 80s themed for Pride Week. And Sheena says... I love the '80s. The '80s are my favorite. I just, Which of I know, course she does. She says, "I love the '80s. I wish you could just like frozen time there and not go any further." What were we thinking? And it's just like, yeah, you know that time when it was like really good to be gay. <laughs> the '80s. Yeah, for, uh, for well, certain communities that you're uh, you're celebrating on Pride, the world did kind of end <laughs> for a bit there. Yeah, what if we could just frozen Pride right there? Yeah, Fro- you know, like frozen 1983, 1983. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just uh, golden era. There was no better time to be gay in America. Uh, well, and then she continues on by saying, like, you know, I just love, I, I wish life were an 80s sitcom or something. And then it just, again. They're playing with the format. They're, they're experimenting this year. It's avant-garde. It is. It's, they did sort of a too many cooks thing where they do, like, laugh tracks and, like, you know. Yeah, they like pump a, in, a like, credit this, this bubble font where they're, like, introducing the characters and. The one funny thing is they said, uh, like, Jason Chalby as Jax Taylor, like his real name. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That was, that was I nice like that. Chowdy or Chowda or something like Whatever. that. Whatever. Who cares? Jason. He's, he's Jax his Taylor. name is Jason. Jason, Jason yeah. Chowdy as yep. Jax Taylor. Jason Chowder. Um, so this the stage, the stage is set for Kristen's epic power move. She's done this before. It's a, it's going to be a bloody coup. This is her thing, bringing an outsider to Sarah to confront someone about infidelities. She, she did it to Sandoval. It. She loves she a good that girl. She tracked down that girl that he, again, allegedly had sex with in Vegas, brought her to Sir. Found her on Instagram. Yeah, to and confront then him. She just happened to be coming to LA anyway. Probably paid for her plane ticket or whatever. I'm sure. No. I wouldn't put it past her. Kristen... Serial killer. She's like, you know, Jigsaw, but for uh, <laughs> cheating on your girlfriend. Uh, like, yeah, I, I mean, who wouldn't want to have her in your corner? I want to play a game, DJ James Kennedy. Oh. <laughs> and so her and Hope corral Raquel into the ladies' room at w- Sir. Always where the drama goes down. And, and you know, drop, drop the bomb. Drop the bomb on her that, you know, James uh, cheats on you all the time. And with she, she with even me, says, she even says, "Riddle me this." Like a, she really is a supervillain. Well, and the the real the line that Raquel cites later, which was clearly a real dagger by Kristen, was, uh, "You know, I don't, I just don't, I don't know if you know, or like maybe you're just okay with this." And clearly, that is just like that would actually be worse than her not knowing. Is like, oh, your your boyfriend is like sleeping around, and you're just you're just okay with that. Um. So yeah, just putting that out there. And then uh 
Raquel's response to this is like, look, Kristen is deranged and she's projecting all of her derangements about she James. Gets, she gets a rare one-on-one interview. Mm-hmm. She always looks uncomfortable on camera and also speaking words. So I was loving it. Well, I hope I I, I suspect you're going to see more of Raquel this season. I she was at, in this interview. She's gaslighting the hell out of uh, Kristen. You know, basically implying like Kristen's a crazy bitch and uh, she has all of this drama still, like all this baggage with James, and basically like she'll whip up whatever she needs to to victimize James. And uh, but of course, right after she immediately makes a beeline for James, and you know. She 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 knows. It's I'm not true. saying she's not a little unbalanced. She knows it's true, and but before we get there, we do get a scene of Stasi introducing her beau beau Bo to Bo. Lisa, and would wouldn't you know it? He's respectful, kind, good natured. Doesn't say vulgar comments about uh, Lisa's ass or or, or milking her uh, udders. Yeah, that would that would be really <laughs> that, would be, that really, would be really offensive. That would be really that would be cause for cancellation, if, in yeah. my uh, opinion. Cancel man walking. <laughs> uh, and it goes great. It goes great. And Stassi looks really happy, which, uh, you know, I'm I'm a fan of this relationship. Bo is her beau. He feels like a beau to me. Mm. Um, mm. Feels like a beau to all female viewers, really. Mm. Do, you, do you feel that way? Do you feel kind of a beau kinship with Bo? I mean, in so much as that, you know, you like him. <laughs> and, you know, just... Just because I keep calling him Bo Bo doesn't mean I like him like mm, him. Okay. He's very cute, though. Um, and, you know, he's also, like, funny. You know, I love a guy who's both cute and funny. You know, that's just, like, how do you resist that? Um, it's, you know, it's a rare package, you know? It honestly is. Uh, you can max out cute and funny on your character build stats, but unfortunately your ability to... <laughs> Schedule things, <laughs> buy toilet paper, perhaps manufacture recycle. even rudimentary furniture. <laughs> yeah, those go way down. Yeah, yep. I uh, I really left out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Raquel confronts James with these allegations. Mate. Right? No, but right before that, worth noting, James is. So here's the setup. James is talking to Jax at this back garden bar uh, and Brittany comes up and he apologizes actually pretty genuinely to her again mm. for the whole, mm. I thought, I thought mm. it was, I thought it was mm. all right. Well, to bring it on home, he's got a huge fucking like tequila gift basket. I was like, yeah, man, it sold me anytime. If you're going to give me a, uh, give me a gift basket. Um, so that's where James is as Raquel approaches with you know that look in her eyes like she uh definitely needs to have some words with her man and boy does she boy does she and then you know james reacts as one would if you were totally innocent totally innocent like what's being of allegations being lobbed at you i mean what's critical uh ladies what's critical in that moment is you know just the first couple seconds that very first animal reaction and uh james just the biggest tell is just like kind of like spins theatrically backwards and like like averts eye contact and then launches into being like no 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 absolutely not never done that never would do that and uh getting really mad at the suggestion so again an innocent man here totally hamstrung uh how dare she ask and he says everyone's obsessed with me and then my favorite part is that like they're doing this in front of Jackson Brittany and James points at them, and he goes, um, 
like, I want to propose to you and get married to you one day, just like Jax did to Britney. So I love holding out, like, dangling the potential of a proposal in front of your girlfriend to get her mind off the fact. That is such a manipulative. <laughs> that, is, that is, like, alpha <laughs> studies in, like, emotional manipulation. And my favorite part about that whole scene is Jax is at behind <laughs> the garden bar watching all of this happen. And, you know, James just issued these flat-out denials of everything. And Jax is... Way over-denying. Ja- and then Jax just goes, like... Man, I've uh, been in one of these exquisite cheating scenarios before. A lot of times. And guess what? They were all true. Oh, his commentary was so good. And he's also, this is happening so close to Jax, like within his earshot, that he's, it also shows him in the background. This was my favorite part. He's just kind of nodding and smiling. He's (laughs) like, you know, he knows how this goes. You know, he knows what part of the conversation they're at. Because it's all the same, you know? And uh, we we had a great, James Kennedy moment as he gets into like fuller and fuller froth like he's going into the, the bad place definitely innocent he's just getting yeah. more oh, and he's, more he's, he's getting more there. and more amped up and like when James gets angry like he just like begins to like he just goes into this like megalomaniacal fugue state yeah he's he's chain smoking he probably definitely has not been drinking or you know certainly not um, anything else eating pasta or anything eating, like that yeah, certainly not eating pasta and we got this great line from James Kennedy all these stalkers, all these bitches, all these people who wish they were in the position that I am with a great dog and a great beats that ever been <laughs> doing the hottest party every fucking su- Tuesday. Well, he's right. Everyone does wish that. But, but he, like, I like that he threw in like the puppies. Like everyone wishes they had their puppy and everyone wishes they were in the position I'm in, which is the number one fucking star, mate. Yep. Well, he, he is a star of the show. He's and what I, what I liked the best about that was, uh, and you didn't quite capture this was there is a cadence to it which is like he's doing he's spitting some bars in this apology didn't you catch that yeah a little bit Did you agree all these bitches all these haters all these stalkers throwing allegations at me yeah um he does go on to say as we joked about uh earlier uh, he does say allegations like i don't know why all these allegations are being uh allegations like dude settle down you know um, and then he goes to console himself with Sandoval, who's like the only one who's nice to James or willing to t- willing to d- give any kind of credence to his face to the idea that Sandoval he's not just full is the of most, shit. It might be the most forgiving person on this entire show. And I say that with a cast that is extraordinarily forgiving. Like they've almost all cheated on each other with each other and they still somehow manage to be friends. Uh, and, you know... Sandoval like did throw one good haymaker at Jax and then like that was the season finale one season and then the next season started and they're just like friends again I know yeah you, you fucked my girlfriend but she's not my girlfriend anymore so like we're cool man he did, like I mean I feel like you know bro code you get one good punch in there and then you're pretty much you could be you well, can, what happens if you're not with the the woman anymore well then you can just go back to guys being dudes <laughs> <laughs> nothing better than guys being dudes <laughs> hmm. some some might say like a really happy relationship is better than guys being dudes. <sighs> guys being dudes. <laughs> <laughs> guys being dudes. This is a trap. You walked right into this. Guys being dudes. Will, Will was doing this thing. Where were we? <laughs> I was just. Uh, we were doing. We were doing something unpleasant to him recently, and I was kind of. You know, I'm a woman, so I harangue, and he was just muttering, guys being dudes, guys being dudes, like a little mantra under his breath. Or dudes rock. Dudes rock. Dudes rock. I was just all right, all right. Adjacent, adjacent. 
I don't remember what I was doing. It almost certainly wasn't bad at all, but you were just warding it away. I want to talk about uh, one very funny moment in the scene where, like, you know, Tom and James are, like, you know, in the parking lot together. And then, you know, Kristen strolls over to, like, you know, look at her kill. Like, you know, she's Don, circling. Like Don and Eric Jr. standing over the corpse of a. She's, of a, she's of both, a, like, the lioness of the and last the African white rhino. And, <laughs> like, you know, she wants to, like, look at the, you know, James, like, what he's done. The fallen man. And uh, the canceled man. And she says to Tom, why is he here? Why is he here? And Tom just exasperated goes, he works here. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, why are you here? And they had shown her and Hope earlier literally sneaking in through like a break in a chain link fence to get into Sir. Uh, Perhaps because they would have been turned away. Uh, Also, perhaps just good element of surprise. I mean, honestly, I'd like to see them charged with uh, trespassing on private property. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Lisa, bring charges. Um, Will and I have some lawyers we can recommend. And then uh, she kept saying triggered at James, which I like because I love. Angrier James gets, and then like he, he really go- does act quite triggered. He starts going at Katie for like gaining weight and being like, "Those shorts ain't flattering on you, mate." So it it's takes not looking it good. still takes him a couple more scenes to get all the way there. And he, he's like, he has a confrontation. Raquel is while well, while this interaction is happening, Raquel has is seeking uh, some kind of confirmation, not quite solace from Lala about like what did you know about this and Lala's like bitch I've been telling you about this like he cheats on you all the time I've seen it and she was like Raquel bless bless her heart was like you were watching James and Hope have sex and Lala was like you are so dumb Lala (laughs) and all of us and she's like don't talk to me that way it was a really uh good exchange yeah she's not dumb she's an accredited um kinesiologist (laughs) well she I don't think she has her degree yet that's that's when James it was allegedly cheating on her. She's away uh, at school in Sonoma, where we all know a lot of prestigious college colleges are. Um, let's not college shame, Catherine. <laughs> let's let's not let's not go there, okay? <laughs> what do you want to go there with me? No, let's, no, let's not go, let's not go there. Will at all. Will is literally wearing a Princeton sweatshirt <laughs> right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's my alma mater. <laughs> he almost put on the I'm matching. I'm a tiger. I'm a he tiger. He almost put on the matching hat, too. Go, go Tigers. He absolutely did not go to Princeton. Uh, it was swag from a show at Princeton, which was paid for by UAE money, probably. Dudes rock. <laughs> Dudes rock. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. When uh, when James is in full froth, and he's, he's basically he's body shaming Katie... He's, well, he's, her, he's reaching out for anything he he's can He's calling her a fat to. slag, and he's, like, smoking very kind of, like, theatrically and just being, like, taking a big drag and then just dropping the cigarette. And I realized something about James when he's, like, in full-on, when he's been eating a lot of pasta and probably been drinking and is extremely angered. And like I said, in this megalomaniacal froth, he really co- he really brings that Milo Yavadavidopoulos <laughs> energy. He has such like big he's Milo like, I'm sorry, energy. That very like um, what's the word for it? A uh, cunty uh, British <laughs> man, uh, and that kind of theatrical. You're overweight, honey. Stop being poor. <laughs> like I mean, like he's literally like might as well just called her an SJW. Well, or called her like a fat feminist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an ugly fat feminist. You slag. Oh you know? man, yeah. Poor Katie. Then they they of course cut to her side, and she's like. 
you know, she has spoken earlier, you know, before all this drama unfolded about, you know, I haven't always been happy with my body because, you know, she's prancing around with all of them in her short uh, shorts Lisa's weird uh, party event planner from last season. Remember when he approached her and was just I think just that like, was two seasons ago. That, well, that, that really weird, like, guy. He's like that, like, sort of... One of the only Asian... Fabulous. Perhaps the only Asian character <laughs> on the show... He's like, yeah, he's like the he's like Lisa's party planner, and he just approaches her at a party, and he's just like, oh, oh wow, you need to go on a diet, yeah, and, and like she was saying like, she's pregnant and yeah, stuff, and oof. yeah. So Katie's had a rough go of it, so you know, in her one on one, she had to act strong about it. But I was like, you know, James, this fucking little string bean knows knows how to hit people like right where their spot is and also knows exactly what not to say to a woman. He knows how to trigger Hello? he knows how to trigger the SJWs. <laughs> he really does. He really I mean everyone knows that asshole who like can just shoot straight for your your gut uh, and shut you down and James when he's in that place is that guy. Well, no one can replace James Kennedy as he is seen screaming into a crowd of people as this episode closes out. But next time on Vanderpump we get little previews of more of this rampage. They're definitely stringing this out over two I episodes. I hope it's a two-episode arc. Oh, this is a two-episode arc, and like, like next episode is going to like. We didn't actually. On there the was balance, no real we resolution. Didn't get, we didn't get that much pride. It, the bulk of the episode was not pride. Exactly, it was all leading up to this, and we get a little preview next week of James screaming, "Tell that whore to go fuck herself." Yeah, so. <laughs> and also, also Katie uh, issuing an ultimatum to Lisa. Basically being like, uh, I feel uncomfortable being at work with James. It's me or him, which get it, girl. I mean, you're never going to win that fight with, with Lisa. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, James, can't exactly give it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Katie, James really brings in the crowds on Tuesdays. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I can't just turn that away. Bad for the show. And, you know, yeah. Harvey Weinstein, you know, he makes great movies. They win a lot of Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James, James isn't as canceled as Harvey Weinstein. We'll see where this season goes. Oh, you know? yeah! I shouldn't. You really, you really can never say never with the show. Um, but we also get um, Raquel talking to a table full of the girls and just saying, "I don't think you see the James that I do. He treats me like a queen." Which, uh, <laughs> ladies, if your man doesn't treat you like a queen, she really does seem like she's nineteen years old and she's like not very bright. And I just want to like stroke her head. You know, not in a weird way, but no, you know, nothing just, weird about that. I just want to like tell her how you just it wanna, is. You just want to like just sort of like stroke her head and just whisper like, "You poor stupid idiot." Yeah, you exactly stupid, like that. You poor stupid weak baby. That's how I I get Will to fall asleep when he's restless. You know, just <laughs> 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 dudes rock. Uh, and then one other little preview that I, you know I'm especially looking forward to is uh, Sheena being excluded from all the girls' night fun because there nobody likes her. There was because some, nobody likes well, her. They, they show uh, Stasi saying to her again, basically like, no one thinks you're loyal, which is probably the most common thing said by anyone. Like, in total on this show, they complain that Sheena, rightfully so, is disloyal. Mm. Uh, so great to see that not much, not much uh, character development has happened on that front. And uh, also, sorry... Was pretty glad not to see that much Sheena in this episode. <laughs> um, the Sheena drought continues, and uh, I'm fine it's with also, it. There's also been a Schwartz drought. There's been very little Tom well, Schwartz. Well, see, that so is far. a that's a real tragedy. Yeah. I I'm sure as we get closer to, I I assume the opening of Tom Tom, 
uh, has to be fairly late in yes. the season, so I'm sure we'll get a Schwartz crescendo. Yes. Tom Tom slouches towards Bethlehem to well, be born. Well, but he's he's at not he's not making much season. drama. You know, it's like Tom. If you want to get written into the best scenes, the most scenes, you gotta get drunk. You know, do sh- six shots in a row and go make out with some girl. That's how you get the good scenes. Do it. Cheat on your wife. You heard it here from Catherine Krieger. And uh, we'll we'll call Lisa a cow. Just wanna <laughs> just wanna put that out there again. So like in the sense of like how Indian people think of cows. <laughs> that they're sacred, uh, holy creatures. Excellent catch. Excellent catch. A swish. A back of the net. Oh. <laughs> no, this is like a layup. This is not a this is not bad. It barely tipped in. This is Steph Curry. Everyone from everyone was looking at him being like, Oh, that's not going in. No, this is Steph Curry. I get court. I get I get sports. Sports. I love some sports. So uh that do you have any like stray observations or miscellaneous notes that we didn't get to for yeah, this episode? I actually just have one. Um I believe Lala is also raging on, uh, you know, she's being like, you know, I've seen James cheating on you. And there are, there are just, or maybe, I, I don't remember who says this. Someone is saying, there are just so many smoking guns. And so I wrote so many smocking, smocking <laughs> 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 so Oh, man. You know, Robert Mueller is going to listen to this had podcast. To, had to get that in yeah. there. Um, <laughs> like, glad this is all being uh, committed to... Film. This is on film. Well, we've got we've got a little bit of time uh, left before we hit the hour mark. So I'm gonna I'd like to do something a little bit different. I'd like to expand he the ha- aperture. That you know, this is not just about one. He hasn't run this media by property. Me. I'd just like to do a quick uh, Will and Catherine film reviews. This is on. Uh, this is unvetted. So we, so we saw two movies this weekend. One good, one bad, and I'd like to share those with you. You. Oh, with the audience? With the, are the audience, yeah. Oh, right, because you already shared the movies well, with me. Obviously, you Cause, know. Because you picked them. Well, um, okay, so. we saw... <laughs> moving on, we saw... We saw... In the theater, The Favorite. Oh. The Favorite, directed it. by uh, Yorgos uh, Lathamos, a, a Greek man. Yep. You may have seen him uh, do The Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Lobster, and Dogtooth. Dogtooth, one of my very favorite films. Uh, Catherine and I disagree on The Lobster. The Lobster fucking sucked. Catherine hated it. I almost walked out of the New York Film Festival. It sucked so much. However, we both agree that The Favorite is a very good movie. uh, Excellent. For this movie. Excellent. Uh, You've got... Run, don't walk. Run. It will be your favorite by the end of the year. It's going to be on my favorite list by the end of the year, for sure. You've got... Olivia Coleman playing Queen Anne, better known as Sophie from Peep Show, Absolutely has gone from marrying incredible. Mark Corrigan to marrying Prince George of Denmark. Is, oh, is that he, the, he's not in the movie? Is that the backstory? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has he already died at this point? I, I I think so. What I what I love see something about me is I'm not really into uh, costume period dramas, so this film really had to had to clear a very high bar for me to like it. Uh and it did. You've got like the but like the three leads are all phenomenal. Absolutely incredible. You've got uh, Olivia Coleman as Queen Anne, and then you have Rachel Weitz as uh, Sarah Churchill, and Emma Stone as Abigail, something a lesser known historical figure. But it's essentially all this sort of weird love triangle between the Queen of England and these two other women. And it's folks, about sex and power. Yeah, perhaps. Folks, if you want to see the Queen of England, a gout stricken Queen of England, get her pussy pop for real. <laughs> The favorite is he, where it's he at. He won't stop saying this stuff about <laughs> the Queen of England getting her pussy popped. So I'm really hoping this is the last time. It's 
It is visceral in the best way, honestly. It it's excellent. So definitely see The Favorite. It's one of our favorite movies of the year. Don't speak for me, please. Okay. Um, but it is. It next is one up, of my favorites. We saw um, Beautiful Boy. Beautiful Boy. A, a heart-rending drama starring Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet about a uh, sicko lib Volvo-driving Volvo permissive Sorry, parent. Sorry, didn't, didn't rend my heart. It tur- who turns his son into a meth sicko through permissive liberal San Francisco values. Yeah, smoking weed with his son. Uh, hello, gateway drug. Genuinely, though, I mean, this like has the feel of a good movie in that Steve Carell and Timothy are very good. It's I mean, like, very it's a, much packaged it's as a good like movie. You'll see it. Competent. It'll done. be, it just was nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes. It'll be nominated for Oscars. However, in my opinion, it was trash. Dog and shit. I hated it. Because it was so bad. It was like the most mawkish, like, oh, attempt God. to deal with a supposedly serious issue about like, oh, but essentially it's just like, it's just a, like a horror movie for like rich liberal parents. It absolutely like, is. Oh, your your kids could be doing meth too. If your kid is sleeping too much during the day, it uh, <laughs> could be on meth. And really all the movie showed us is that like, again, if you're from like a rich white family, you could just like slam as much meth into your veins as possible. You'll never go to jail. You may OD once or twice, but then you'll just cycle through like very expensive rehab programs and just fuck all those up and turn it all into like very mediocre uh, writing and poetry. Yeah, I had a very bad sense of like where we were in the movie again because it was way too long and it kind of dragged. And I but I kept waiting for him to hit. Excuse me. What I recognize as uh, rock bottom, which was like. You know, you're uh, doing lewd acts uh, uh, in an alley. You're, you're uh, doing the, the the all boy version of ass to ass Aww. in Requiem for a Dream. Well, yeah. See, that was fucking rock bottom. It That's never, what we wanted to it, see. It, we wanted to see Timothee Chalamet doing ass to ass stuff. Absolutely, do not speak for me <laughs> on that. I do not cosign. But he never, he never like gets there, which he is o- not, which is not to say ODing on meth in a bathroom yeah, isn't mean, bad. It's bad, yeah, you know, but but, like, but again, he keeps just getting, you know, it's like rich white parents who he are never able, goes to jail. Never, you don't see a cop even once in this movie. Incredible, incredible, and he's like, I guess he's like kind of homeless a little he's bit. Just at one times. of those like white kids in San Francisco who like are live on the hate and like you know, like, yeah, got some change, man. Well, and critically, Steve Carell uh, cares and has the resources and clearly can get time off work to go find his degenerate son. Uh, my favorite, and bring scene, him to rehab. My favorite scene in the movie, though, that was like supposed to be played up for like a really like, <gasps> like like a moment where you gasp and like you realize how horrible this all is, is where. You know, he's like run away from rehab again and Carell goes into his bedroom and starts going through his stuff and he finds his like, you know, drug journal diary and starts flipping through the pages and it's all like ballpoint pen drawn, like <laughs> scary faces and like just in big jagged letters like drugs. I love doing drugs. Meth. Meth, meth, meth. Give me that meth. <laughs> and then like skulls drawn around it. Yeah, you can really <laughs> you can really see his descent into madness <laughs> as he uh, flips through this diary, folks. So, which is a fa- fascinating, you know, uh, storytelling device. Definitely never been done before. Marty's humping. Sorry, it's distracting us. <laughs> it's just, it's the humping hour. It's, if it's you're the Marty. humping hour, and I think that <laughs> is a good place to, to leave it. Uh, till next week, till the next same Vander place, same Vander time. Yeah, one of these days we're gonna watch it on a Monday. 
But I'm not committing to that. Oh, don't give, don't, don't <laughs> build up too many expectations. Well, but I, oh, I do want to. You know, I had my coworkers were talking about it around the water cooler today, and I just had my dick in my hand, being like, uh, "Yes, I will watch it tonight." So now I can finally uh, have all the exact same conversations tomorrow, which is all about what work is all about. In this house, we say water booler. <laughs> 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 okay. Till next time. I'm Will Meneker. I'm Catherine Krieger. See you soon. Bye-bye. It's all happening. Dudes are on.